on Zoom and YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, no, it'll go up. I mean, it's not like a live stream like we do when we're recording in the garage, but I've enjoyed these Zooms because, A, we're in the comfort of our our homes, our homes where it's not terribly yeah. warm. I miss the warmth of your body. <laughs> um, Same. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do. I, I got to be honest with you. I like that I'm like staring at you face to face, whereas normally I have to like look off to my left. Um, so like now it's just easier for me to get lost in your eyes. Those beautiful brown holes. <laughs> Those beautiful shit stained irises. <laughs> We're off to a great start. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you oh. know what? No matter how off the rails this podcast goes. There's two things that I can take away. Number one, we had fun. Yeah. And number two, uh, it still wasn't as off the rails as Kevin McCarthy's day. I liked your other idea better. What idea? The who's had a worse day. I was going to complain. Who has had a worse day? Who are you going to compare, Kevin? Oh, my gosh. Um, a person who I'm not sure if their name is their real name. Because they've told so many lies. <laughs> and, and to back that claim up, okay, obviously we're talking about George Santos, for those of you tuning in um, to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your local podcast. Um, we're talking about George Santos. His name was called to vote, and yeah. there's like he didn't know. He like yeah. stood there. They're yeah, like, Santos, Santos, <laughs> and he just stood there. It's like, wait, is that the name I put on my resume? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I ran under that one. All right, I'll, I'll take care of it. Yeah, uh, McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. He had no fucking clue that he was even like being called. Yeah, what is it? It's been nine votes now. Uh, it's six votes. Six as votes of today. Six votes as of today. You know, last time that happened was nineteen twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a century. That's yeah. crazy. I know, exactly a century. Um and the only other time before that got that it got really crazy, I want to say there was a hundred votes in like eighteen something, eighteen fifty three, eighteen sixty. There was another occurrence where they were trying to vote for the speaker of the house. It was like civil war times. Um Which it would make sense that they didn't agree upon the same speaker. Right, 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 right. I wanna say it was a hundred votes. Um but that's, can you imagine, like, you can't even get your own party behind you. Dude, when you. And you I don't know, like, I, I don't like, something. I don't like, I don't like their names because they're the never Kevins. They don't even know me. <laughs> it does not know that. Yeah, there's, um, a, there's a whole faction. It's all your, your ultra far writers. Yeah, the Gates and Boberts and yeah. Taylor Greens. Yeah. But even Bobert and Taylor Green are fine. Dude. The entire Republican Party is in such disarray right oh, now. This is the breaking point. But, you know, any good leader knows you don't, like, it's in House of Cards, anything, like, political. It's always been, if you don't have the votes, you don't take it to a vote. Like, you make sure you have the votes to pass it. Otherwise, yeah. you look like a fucking idiot. And they've done it six times, Yeah, Kevin. Yeah. Six times. Yeah. They have lined up all of the representatives of the House 
of representatives for this great country yeah. and they have done a vote and six times they have not come to a, a resolution and not only that not once not once have they missed like the majority and oh we well, don't have enough yeah. it's they can't even beat out the democrats yeah you know the definite definition of insanity don't you it's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And they are doing nothing different. Like they're not yeah. like they took a break. And this last one, I was like, okay. Like Trump even tweeted out like yeah. we should vote McCarthy in and all that. And like Bobert even spoke about that and saying, like, my favorite president even said we should vote him in, but we're not doing that. It should be the other way around. And blah blah blah. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And so Bobert probably wants uh, Trump to be the speaker. Yeah, dude, I, I messaged you the other day and I was like, I can't believe that McCarthy is not speaker. Like, I thought Trump was going to be the speaker. Like, I, you do not need to be an elected congressperson to be voted in as speaker of the House. Right. And that's like, I love like these times where unprecedented things happen. You're like, wait, how is this happening? Oh, yeah. Let's read it. Some of the other bylaws and you find out some weird shit like, oh, it, you, you don't even have to be elected to become Speaker yeah. of the House. Yeah, you don't have to even be in Congress. Um, so um, I thought he was going to announce that he wanted to be Speaker of the House um, when he decided to uh, release his NFTs. Yeah. Uh, which has become a money laundering scheme, uh, supposedly, because uh, all of those NFTs have lost 98% of their value. They have literally lost almost all of their value. Sick. Incredible. So now's the time and, to buy them, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, hodl, baby. Diamond hands. Diamond hands. This is the hands. time to buy and hold. Hold strong. I should do it. I'm going to go buy some right now. How do I buy them? <laughs> I'm going to buy it under the name Brian Arns. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> that's like all the people that donated to like Planned Parenthood in the name of Mike Pence. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. Who's this, they who, write who, cards to Mike Pence. Who's this Brian Arns guy? He bought up 12 NFTs of Donald Trump. Dude, but it begin him for a must, steal. Must be a big fan. Yeah. Big. Well, Huge. They, they were originally going for like 100 bucks, weren't they? Yeah, it was something like that. It was like 99 I can get him for like two, three bucks. Dude. That's a steal. I don't know how to buy them. That's a some, like, that's a seat. that's a stop the steal. You see what I did there? You see what I did there? If you invested, yeah, they were ninety nine dollars each. Dang. Yeah. That's a, I mean it's it's did you I, I I actually I looked at some of them. I was just like seeing what they looked like. And it's like him as a superhero and shit. Yeah, or a spaceman and they are awful. Yeah. It was just like it was like it, it, it was like clip art, like Windows ninety eight clip art. Yeah. <laughs> and it, some of them were still watermarked and stuff from yeah. like the original yeah, 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 artist. Yeah, yeah. Like they just literally Googled shit like Spaceman took it, photo imposed like Donald his, Trump or imposed his, you know, photo and, and decided, yeah, this is good. Let's send it. God. All right. Well, let's get back to McCarthy here. Um, yeah, it's, it's apps. I mean, it's absolutely b bizarre. You know what I mean? 
where you you have a time where the Republicans hold the House and they can't even get their own guy to be the speaker. You know what I mean? Where like Hakeem Jeffries is in the running um, as a Democrat. Um, and and the interesting thing is like I would I would have expected it to be like perfect, perfectly balanced the way it was today if Pelosi was running, right? right. Like she's the one that's been in command. She knows what she's doing. She knows how to quote unquote crack the whip. You know, they, they say like you're the whip if you're getting your uh, votes in order um, for the leader. Well, she's been able to make sure that her votes are always in order. But for her to say, yeah, Hakeem Jeffries is the next person to to run the Democratic Party in the House and for everyone to immediately fall in line. And the nice thing about Hakeem Jeffries is he's he is a little bit more progressive than Pelosi. So you you had the people like AOC buying into that. Right. Um, so, you know, there is some some, I would say, discomfort in the Democratic Party mm-hmm. with, you know, the 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 the, the centrist to the to the progressives but in this instance all in line um, yeah oh yeah every single vote from the first to the sixth round every single time there were 212 votes every single democrat voted in favor of hakeem jeffries um in in mccarthy's case the first round uh and second round had 203 votes uh then the next round he went down to 202 and then the fourth through the sixth, he went down to 201 yeah so he's not only not uniting his party, he's starting to slowly have some break away, well, including um, th- one person that voted present the last three times. Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny, too, because, like, obviously, you know, for him to get this position, he's trying to wheel and deal a little bit. So he has gone to the, the Gateses and the Boberts and the Marjorie, not me at Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, but, you know, to all these people and said, you know, what do you what do you want? What can I get to, for you? And the one big thing that they're all looking for is this um, rule that allows them basically to, to, to vote the speaker out, to get the speaker, you know, um, be removed at any time. Um, and I mean, obviously, that's not really something that he wants, you know, because a majority of the time when people are asking for things of the new speaker or the person that's running for speaker of the House, it's like they want committee assignments. They want, you know, basically a seat at the table. <clears throat> that's yeah. not the case. Now they're just saying we want the ability to get rid of you whenever we want. Well, that's, Which is just, that's not advantageous it, for me. No. And it's also like it, 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 it messes with the parliamentary procedure, right? right? Right. We have a lot of procedures when it comes to the house and Senate, the congressional body, it has these procedures appointments and all these different things committee meetings they have these procedures in place because as we know already you know the federal government is so large and it's so it it encompasses so much that it's going to be inefficient so the least we can do is set up some procedures and processes that'll make it a little bit more efficient right and to throw that wrench in there that could ultimately be a precedent and stay that way yeah is very detrimental to that certainly well i mean there's already such a fear and 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 to a certain extent i think that there should be a fear of being removed from office i think there should always be that fear it's just the same it's the same thing of knowing like well if i mess up like i can get fired from my job um Mm -hmm. i think that's a necessary fear in in order for people to 
do what they're supposed to do and become better at it every day. Um, but I think there's also a lot of that that can be detrimental in the, in the way that like, it's like when a senator or when a congressperson is thinking about running for office while they're still in office. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean? It's like, not only do I have to do my job, but I have to make sure I have a job for the next two years or four years or six years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just added stress that I don't think needs to be there only because I think politicians in large right now are doing a pretty shitty job at what they're supposed to be doing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously it would not be, it wouldn't be great for, for the house to, have the speaker that can basically just be ousted whenever they feel like it. Yeah. I don't think it will come to fruition. I think there's just, I think this is just showing how inept the Republican party is right now. Oh yeah. Whether it's by how uh, far right some of them have moved to the point of, you know, um, authoritarianism, like Mm -hmm. they want to have this, power where they can basically put whoever they want in that position whenever they want. Yeah. But also the fact that this is supposed to be relatively simple. Like this isn't supposed to be some drawn out process. Like you said, this hasn't happened for a hundred years. And before that, about a hundred years as well, 70 years or whatever. And that was during the civil war era. Right. Like that, th- this should not be happening. It's it's almost like when people thought like Mike Pence could change the election results. Like, yeah, it's it's a ceremony. You should know th- the election happened in November. Right. You knew how many were going to be there. You knew who was going to be there, and you knew how many votes you needed. Right. The fact that they haven't gotten this all squared away is absolutely mind numbing. Well- and and what's what's a bummer too is like nothing's being done in the meantime. You know what I mean? Like there's there's no committees meeting right now. There's no special investigations. There's none of that stuff is able to go forward because there's no speaker to make those things happen. Um it I The newly elected haven't even been sworn in. Exactly. Exactly. That's like what Santos probably didn't know his name was being called because he didn't know how to do it because he hasn't been sworn, sworn in. in and yeah. like given the playbook of how to do Congress. Yeah. I, I was reading uh, earlier today that like Gates and, and, um, and Bobert were meeting and, you know, kind of having a sidebar saying like, Oh, well, you know, McCarthy's really got it cut out. You know, this is a really tough position for him. That's something that I don't feel like you'd ever see. I'm not even going to say just Democrats, like any political party ever say like they're usually back in their guys and gals. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, so, there's been contention. Right. Like there's yeah. some tension yeah. where like the most recent we've seen this is when Newt Gingrich handed over Speaker of the House. God, what was that child molester's name? I'm not sure who you're talking about. Uh, Dennis Haster. Oh, no, literally, he was a child molester. Yeah, yeah. He got, uh, you know, um called out he was from illinois um but he wrestled away the speaker position from newt gingrich and so there was contention yeah but by the time they were ready to vote like it had been settled like yeah i got the votes newt like it's time to step down and the funny thing is and this this is just 
the epitome of what's going on in the Republican Party right. is that this quote unquote silent majority, which is neither silent nor a majority, thinks that they can overrule. And in this instance, they have the power to really stall everything. Like yeah. you didn't win the election, Donald Trump. You can't continue saying these things. Oh, but he does, right? Like yeah. they they can make these claims and basically mess up the entire process. And in a way, it causes people to lose faith in democracy, which is what some of these people want. Mm-hmm. Right? They want like an authoritarian, like corporate ruled environment. Like that's good. Because democracy means the middle and lower socioeconomic class has a lot of power. And if you give that, the corporate and higher, you know, economic classes lose some of that power. There's only so much that can go around. Um, And so they're trying to uh, hold on to that, um, this radical right. Um, and, And it is once again dumbfounding to just watch it in action play out yeah once again six separate votes and when they went for a long break i thought that was the moment like they were going to come back for this nighttime vote that happened at like nine o'clock or eight o'clock or whatever Mm -hmm. i thought that was the one like they took this two three hour break and i'm like okay they went back had a conference with all of the republican members and and you know both you know, the uh, elected and then the newly elected all get together, figure this out. But 20 people are holding this whole thing up. Yeah. The odds are not that Hakeem Jeffries is going to be the speaker. Like, that's not going to happen. But as you said, it's causing a delay yeah. in actually effectively running the government. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Senate is up and running. They swore in their people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it was it was great to see uh, John Fetterman getting sworn in uh, with his daughter. Really cool. You know, they're up and running and, and they're, they're moving things along. They're trying to. OK, you know, we passed all these bills as part of, you know, the Biden administration, the, the PAC bill, the CHIPS bill, the infrastructure. Now we need to start implementing that stuff, like pushing it out. Right. Let's get that those funds rolling like. And meanwhile, we can't even find a fucking speaker right. for, for the House of Representatives. Which, fun fact, and you sent me this over, but I wanted to share this on, on uh, the podcast. <laughs> um, you don't have to be sworn in over a Bible. You could be sworn in yeah. over any book that you hold sacred. So there was a, yeah. there was a was it a senator or, or a, a House member? It was a senator. Senator out of California. Um wasn't he the first openly gay mayor of his of his town in California? Uh, he got sworn in over a um, a first edition Superman comic, as well as like his immigration papers and a picture of his mom, I think, who passed away during COVID. Um, and I just thought that was super neat. Yeah, um, you you don't need to be sworn in under anything really because. You know, obviously, we have the separation of church and state. So, it's yeah. whatever is important to you, it, yeah. it, it it doesn't have to be religious in any sort of way. Yeah. And I thought, like you said, the Superman comic was really cool. It was, it was the number, the the very first Superman yeah. comic. 
and it was being held in the Library of Congress. Yeah, they have a copy of it for yeah. for historical purposes. So yeah, Kevin, uh, why are you being yeah. sworn in under uh, sworn in under a picture of this man? Oh, that's Brian. <laughs> <laughs> that's Absolutely. not that's not a man. That's a god. <laughs> You're fucking unreal. Oh yeah, You're sure. unreal. <clears throat> well, while, um, while were you able to watch any of the? Um, swearing in. I was not. No, no. No, you were. You were probably I, prepping for work and stuff, and yeah, dealing with children and all that, all the fun stuff. Here comes. Oh, my dog was whining. Um, <laughs> it was really interesting to watch what some of these people had to say mm-hmm. about uh, McCarthy and you know, why they wanted to vote for other people. It was very interesting to see um, the first, the first go around, it looked like uh, Andy Biggs was getting a lot of the votes that kind of um, prevented McCarthy from, from getting an opportunity. And then uh, round two and three, all 20 of the uh, non McCarthy votes were for Jim Jordan. Yeah. Um, Byron Donalds started getting votes. Um, he's from the 19th district of Florida. Um, one of the few black Republicans. Uh, he got the votes from four rounds, four, five, and six were all for him. Um, initially, he even spoke against voting for him. I know in the first round, the first two rounds, he actually voted for McCarthy. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Chip Roy. Uh, voted for him and so when Jim Jordan didn't work out it seemed that everyone kind of gravitated towards towards uh, Byron Donalds so I don't know like I said I think this basically comes down to um, the never Kevins um, kind of breaking down at some point because although Matt Gates wants to say like I will not vote today, t- tomorrow, the week, or the month if is if it's going to be for Kevin McCarthy. Well, then what are you going to do, man? Yeah, like, you're just going to stall the yeah. house. Like, yeah, you're going to let nothing get done in Congress. Like, I mean, I saw great I job. saw Matt Gates reaching out to AOC. Um, that video was in in. in incredible and you could see aoc immediately like putting the kibosh on it yeah um and then paul gosar the same representative that got censured for calling uh aoc i think she i think he was the one that called her a fucking bitch yes after he got in trouble for putting the comic up yeah of her getting killed and um up on twitter and so he was censured and he was over there trying to talk with AOC, basically trying to pull the progressive wing, you know, away from the unified Democratic front here. Yeah. And she, like, you could see, like, literally at one point, her just saying, that's not happening. And you're like, okay, that's my girl. Like, they want to try and wheel and deal, and she's willing to listen to things, but then absolutely stomp it down. Yeah, um, I don't know, I was man. Really I, excited about that. I, 
we'll see what happens. The next vote is. Um, I would think tomorrow morning. I think it's tomorrow morning. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if McCarthy takes it, but I, I mean, what's he, at what cost is really my question. Like, at what did it take for him to get the rest of the votes that he needed? Um, but I mean, like I said, like I was saying to you the other day on the phone, I would really love to see Jeffries win it. And it's just for precedent alone. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, I think it would also be very beneficial in the sense that, um, hold on. Do you hear my dog? No, not at all. Okay, good. Um, he wants to come in. Hi, Bear. Yeah, this is part of the podcasting from home instead of Brian Garage Studios. Yeah. Um, you know, part of the problem is is we're going to lose some good people as being heads of the committee. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, like you know, the Intel committee is is really really important, and I think that was the one with um, Adam Schiff. And so. Part of being Speaker of the House, one of your responsibilities is to make committee assignments. And right now, it looks like McCarthy is just going to tear down a lot of the more important committees, like you know the committees that have held uh, the January 6th Commission and right. so much more. And so having someone like Hakeem Jeffries will keep some of those things in place. Once again, I wish that was the case. I don't see it happening that way. Um, but... Can you, you know, Pelosi, uh, Nancy Pelosi actually stated this and it really got me thinking. Could you imagine if this was the House on January 6th, 2020, when they had to be like really prepared? They had to withstand yeah. all these things, come back together, yep. cement the vote and all that. Could you imagine if some of these people were actually <laughs> controlling the House? It'd be a different story. Time? Yeah, it'd be a different story. It would be a whole different story. The whole democracy could have fallen apart if these nimrods would have been in charge during that moment. And so we're very lucky that there isn't something like that going on right now. Oh yeah. And I don't know what this means for the next two years. Obviously it's going to be very obstructionist against the Biden administration and what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, As, as McConnell alluded to when he was, you know, the, the um, leader of the Senate and the Republican party, that they were just going to obstruct whatever they could with the Biden administration. Um, the House is going to do that as well, and now they're in charge. It's it's going to be very, very difficult yeah. to see things getting done over the next two years. Luckily, the Biden administration got a lot done in the first two years, and is now kind of carrying those things out. Like I said, the, the CHIPS Act and the infrastructure bills and all that, and continuing to see, yes, it's great that you signed the bill, but like, let's see it get put into action. Let's see the money get pushed out. Let's see you know, the plans get put into place and actually get carried out where, you know, there's not a lot of money promised and and nothing gets done. Yeah. Well, speaking of Nimrods, I think it's time. I think that it's time that we moved on to one of our least favorite Nimrods uh, in the mo at the moment. uh, And that's George Santos. Yeah. Cause what a guy. I mean, listen, Brian, I I, I, yeah. I I lied on my application at Blue Root to get the job. Like I definitely embellished. Like I had maybe six months of experience bartending, and I said that I had a yeah. year and a half because that's what they wanted. Um, 
so like I'm not I'm not uh, guilt free as far as embellishing my resume, but I think there's a big difference between embellishing and um, fabricating mm-hmm. entirely. I mean, here is a, a, a an individual that decided to make himself sound like a rock star. Like I feel like he had a checklist, and it was like, all right, well, I've got to be gay, I've got to be Jewish, I've got to be. He at one point he said he was black on Twitter. Um, what? I did not even know that. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Um, this is early on, but you can definitely find that information. Um, and he's just like he's so he's he's running through his checklist and check check yep okay cool okay yep Jewish uh check 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 making his way through. Um, <clears throat> it's it's absolutely incredible. You've got the whole uh you know he worked for Goldman Sachs, he worked for Citigroup. So I, I try not to, and, and this is something I try not to, to bring up uh, my exes on the podcast, um, but Tulsi Gabbard interviewed him. Yeah, uh, she, on, she, she, went, she went in on him. Yeah, on Fox. Like, why did you have to do that, babe? It's like when your ex-girlfriend calls you just to be like, hey, how are you? How you been? I was thinking about you. And so she has to go and do this interview and do a pretty damn decent job interviewing him and pushing back. But she did it on fucking Fox News, like. Well, she's a, she's. It's like she called. Not, not, she like, she like called me from her new political boyfriend's phone. Is basically what that is. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. She she called you she called you from Rogan's phone. Yeah, no, Rogan wouldn't do that to me. Don't do it, Joey. <laughs> That's what makes it even worse. No, um, but would, would she, she also? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Mine's gonna take us off the rails even. Okay. Better. So it was, it was, it was interesting because she's bringing this up because the first thing she asks him is like, "Do you have no shame? Like you, you, you lied about all of these things and like, and he's still fighting it. Like when she brought up Citigroup and Goldman Sachs, like he's like, well, I mean, I could, I, I could explain to you how this works, but it would go his. And this is a, nearly a direct quote." It would go over the American public's head, and they wouldn't understand it. Uh, he's like, I'd be more than happy to explain it to you. And she's just like, what? what? Excuse me? Um, she's saying, well, could you explain it? Or could you, like, is this something that's debatable? Or is this, like, um, you know, just completely completely false? And he kept saying, no, 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 this is debatable. Like, keep, he kept saying that, like, um, like, the company that he was working for, and I don't remember it off the top of my head, starts with an I- um, like they worked directly with Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. Um, it's just it's it's really. But that's still it's not the same as working for them, right? Like you could be contracted, but if you're employed by a different company, it's who's paying your check. Yeah, right. Who's who's whose name is on the check that's paying you? That's right. who you work for. Yeah, I mean you know? it's 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 it's. It's too hard to even keep up with like everything. You know what I mean? Um, and one good question that I think um, Tulsi Gabbard asked him was, like, how do you expect the people that voted for you to like believe that you're going to do what you said you're going to do on the Congress floor? Because that's his big thing now. He's like, you know, I, I made some mistakes, but I'm still going to do all the things that I said I was going to do. Well, how do we know? Like, I'm truly doubting his name. Like, I think he stole the identity. And, and, and I don't think he knows that name. 
I, I, I agree a hundred percent. Um, and now you've got Brazil. Brazil's coming after him because the only reason they didn't follow up on those fraud charges, the check fraud charges, is because they couldn't find him. Well, now he's out in the spotlight, so they're reopening that. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it's great. It's like, um, it's the same as how Andrew Tate went down, right? Oh, yeah. Did you, you know who Andrew Tate is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about this in the last podcast, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we did, but either way. I talked to you. I talked to you about it. And like, yeah, you know, that back and forth and. It all comes down to Jerry's Pizza, and yeah. Romanians like know like, oh, that's our chain. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. that's in our country. Oh shit, let's go get him. And they did, and now he's being held in jail for thirty days before you know pending trial and stuff like that. Mm, what was he arrested um, for? Uh, human trafficking. Goddamn, that's when a bunch of humans yeah. stand in line, right, and they can't get anywhere. That that's uh, just traffic. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why do why do people, dude? That's just that kind of shit is so fucking bizarre to me. Um, anybody who's watching on YouTube, they'll hear us. We we make a couple of comments about Jeffrey Epstein that uh, I'm not allowed to bring up on the podcast, but I brought it up for YouTube. Um, so go check that out. Um, but like that, same thing. It's just like. First of all, how do they get away with it for so long? And secondly, like, how can you do that? You just take people away from their families and fucking yeah, sell them. It's 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 truly that simple. And if you're if you think about like if I dropped you in a country with a different language, so yeah, obviously, if I dropped you in in Ireland or England, it would be tough to maneuver, right? If I yeah. if you had no money, yeah, nothing like nothing to your name no identification like that would be difficult certainly now let's put you in a position of like china you don't know the language you don't know anywhere to go you don't have any money you like what do you do you just china's 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 a bad example though because they teach their their kids english um but yes even so even still yeah like yeah okay you've got to go find the one kid that actually paid attention in his english class god knows i didn't pay well enough attention to hear someone speak, you know, Spanish to me fluently and know everything that they're saying, uh, especially if they're in a panic. So this idea of trafficking, if you take someone and transplant them in another state, Mm -hmm. let alone another country with another language, it is incredibly, incredibly um, uh, difficult to, to navigate. And so, it, it's not a surprise that it happens because we have how many people a year go missing. Right. Um, and I'm sure like a lot of those uh, people die or were killed. Right. Um, but can't we hire, we should hire a guy for this. Is, uh, is Liam Neeson busy? We can get all those people back. Holy shit. According to the National Missing and Unidentified Persons Database, which is funded by the U.S. Department of Justice, more than 600,000 people go missing annually. And approximately 4,400 unidentified bodies are recovered each year. That's so crazy. 600,000 people. Wow. So it's not a surprise that Brazil couldn't find George Santos. Right? So, yeah, all of a sudden he gets popular, you know, and 
uh, a rise to prominence where he's making national headlines, especially after all this fraud stuff. I don't think <clears throat> if he would have been elected and some of this fraud stuff not been um, present in the whole situation, I don't think Brazil would have found him. Right? Oh, no. But because he became national headlines, yes. right? Yes. Like we don't we don't have headlines about every single person elected no. to the house. No. Unless you're like Maxwell Frost from Florida who's the youngest and a first yeah. gen or someone fucking crazy right. um you know siding with Marjorie Taylor Greene. But Santos got so much notoriety due to the fact that he was lying and getting called out on it that now Brazil knows. Like it was the yeah. headline of oh, the yeah. NY Times. Yeah. God, I wonder how. I wonder where that's going to go. I, I'm, I'm actually curious. Um, this is something I'm definitely going to keep up with um, as it develops and as it, uh, you know, kind of comes to fruition. Um, yeah. Because I want to see, like, because there, there. I mean, now there, there's um, charges against him in Congress. Uh, yeah, and there's investigations due to the uh, fundraising. Yep. The seven hundred thousand dollars that appeared from his campaign or whatever—it's like yeah. where'd it go? There's so much around this well, guy, and I—and they're accusing I him. I can't believe he's still around. I know they're accusing him of um, uh, selling. Um, oh gosh, the ability to see him like his swearing in or something like that. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's just absolutely absurd. Um, you know, I thought that. America learned its lesson because here's the thing who fell asleep in the DNC like whose job was it to investigate uh -oh. his background um are you uh owing because you're frozen Brian are you with me okay and we're back Brian's back the internet fixed itself. I'm back yeah I'm we're back, back zooming yeah um, it's absolutely, absolutely absurd. Like who was in charge of, um, on the, on the Democrats team or even other Republicans that were running for the same position that weren't primaried out or before they were primaried out who, I mean, I could, you could have, I could have hired like a drunk private investigator and he could have found this shit in a matter of a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I, I went to town on the Democrats, like. Uh, what was his name? Zimmerman, like yeah. called for a re-election. I was like, you don't deserve that chance. Like, should there be a re-election or like a special election? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, do a special election, but it should not be that guy. He did not challenge this guy enough where no. he could actually win. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that we need we would need a better candidate. Certainly. Um, and that's, I mean, I don't mean to to bash on this guy who I don't really know a lot about Zimmerman, but the fact that he couldn't run a campaign to defeat this guy, that's, you know, I, I mean, you got to do some research and, and when you're running a campaign at this level. You're getting money from, from, you know, the democratic national team, right? Certainly. Um, you should be able to, figure out a way to defeat him and he would they were giving him money right because it was going to be one of the most tightly contested races and an area where they thought they might be able to to switch it blue and so they needed to do that in the house so they, zimmerman was getting money and yet couldn't get the job done and 
if they do a special election, which they still could, um, you know, they could they could end up censuring and removing him. Um, my guess is that he just gets censured. Uh, and unless the whole thing with Brazil doesn't blow over, but that's over $700. Um, while that's still fraud and should be treated like, what's the difference? I doubt it will. I, I bet it gets settled real quick. Um, but then again, like like you said, he's he's a liar. He's a fraud. He, to this day, says I'm not a criminal in any jurisdiction. It's like, what are you talking about? Right. You're, you're, you know, a, a blatant liar. He's living. So, he's living yeah. in a fantasy world. Um, yeah. This is just like when Dwight made his second life. Um, only Dwight was honest, and he made himself a paper salesman, <laughs> assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> Yeah, we <coughs> um, we'll, we'll, we will keep up with this. We will follow along. We'll keep you guys updated as well. Um, but uh, I think it's about time that I really start to um, piss Brian off. I think that the bear needs to be the bear needed needeth to be poked. Um, let's talk a little bit about military spending. And yeah, how, so like, I'm telling you, we, we, we may not be, like, the um, in your eyes, the best country ever, but we are the best country ever at spending money on our military. We're really you know, good at it. We're I really good at it. Like, I, I know. Wanna, I, I know. Wanna, no, you I can't. can't. You can't. It's right. I fact-checked it. I Googled it. It's incredible. I brought something up to Brian uh, before we hit record, and I said... Um, I said, Brian, how much money have we given the Ukrainian aid? And it's in the tens of billions of dollars. It's like right around like, um, I think like 60, 60 billion or something like that. Yeah, 50, 60. 50, 50, 60 billion. And I said, that's funny, Brian, because in 2022, or in 2021 rather, that was about the same that Russia spent on its military in general. Yeah. Um, this year, Russia is upping it to 89 billion. Um, however, Joe Biden is trying to, sp to send another $69 billion in aid to the Ukraine. So we are sending enough money to the Ukraine that it's more than some country's military budgets. Um, more than every other country except what, China? That could be. Because I think China spends 100 Yeah, which is just, it's outrageous. And, and all of this came about Oh, excuse me, because Brian had um, sent me over an article um, about what we're going to actually be spending on military budget. So I know Biden was going for like seven hundred and eighty billion. Yeah, it's seven hundred and eighty nine or something. Yeah, so so just just under eight hundred billion. Well, a, a, a new motion is around saying that we are going to be spending closer to eight hundred and sixty billion dollars, eight hundred and sixty eight, if memory serves. Um, Jesus. which is, I mean, you and I joked last time we talked about military budgets and spending that like, before we know it, we're going to be at that trillion dollar mark. We are going to be spending a trillion dollars on military. Um, I know but healthcare, right? Mm -mm. Too expensive. Right. Um, and I, I was reading something too, like, uh, <laughs> with the money that we just, with the money that we sent to Ukraine, like we could have, if we spent that much every year, we could end homelessness. Oh, easily. Yeah, easily. I think I think sixty billion is what it would take. Sixty billion every year, 
and and homelessness homelessness is oh, gone. No. Yeah, I, you know. Maybe it was maybe it was eighty billion, but regardless. No, I I think it's around that number. It it just it it frustrates me so much because this is the problem with the American government and the American right. economy is we are run by corporations that want to keep everything the way it is because they keep making shit tons of money and the right. people that run those businesses make shit tons of money and the problem is is that money is supposed to be going for the common defense promote the general welfare you know build a better life for ourselves and our posterity right and so that's what all these tax dollars are and yes we need to we need to fix our tax code get rid of the loopholes um, tax corporate taxes are now going up to 15%, you know, around the world. And that's good. That's starting. Um, but we, we need to fix so many things, but it's not just the revenue that comes in the tax revenue. It's what we do with that revenue and mm -hmm. the amount of money that goes to the defense spending. And, you know, the other thing I was sending to you was this idea that, you know, the, the, the Pentagon has never passed an audit. They've done five audits now mm -hmm. in the last few years. And um, yeah, in 2017, they launched their first audit. So how we didn't have an audit after 9-11 and the amount of money, the blank check that was given to George Bush's administration, how we didn't have an audit saying, hey, we're giving you this blank check, but we're going to check back on you and see what like, yeah. what you were spending on, how you spent it, and why you spent it. Right. The fact that we didn't, for 16 years after that, until 2017, start auditing the Pentagon is beyond me. If you are going to say, we're going to spend $800 billion or whatever it is a year and not have any checks on that is baffling to me. And, and what we're seeing is they couldn't account. So they had um, 1,600 auditors go through all of the assets and liabilities. And there were $3.7 trillion in assets and $3.7 trillion in liabilities, which means they're obviously running at a deficit. So even when we give them $800 billion, they still overspend it. They couldn't account for 61% of their assets. That's according to the Hill. Yeah. They couldn't control six or they couldn't account for 61% of their assets. Then tell me why I have to be so fucking worried about every comma and period on my taxes. Why, why, why do companies get audited so easily when the fucking Pentagon, which gets the most money yeah. is not being audited. Hey. And don't get me wrong. I think I, everyone should be held accountable for their, for, you know, their corporates you know, taxes and stuff like that. But for our Pentagon, where the largest, the largest chunk of change is going to not be held accountable is absolutely baffling to me. And it's not just like, holy shit, the Pentagon didn't pass their audit. This has been going on for five years and they've never passed the audit. Oh yeah. Uh, last year, no, yeah, uh, May of twenty nine, uh, May nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Um, NPR released an article. The Pentagon has never passed an audit. Some senators want to change that. There was bipartisan effort. Bernie Sanders, 
and Chuck Grassley. Seeing those two come together, Chuck Grassley is the oldest senator um, out of Iowa, Republican, uh, a Democrat out of Oregon, uh, Ron Wyden, and Mike Lee out of Utah, uh, came together and they were saying, hey, we're, we're, we're seeing trillions of dollars in assets go missing, hundreds of billions of dollars being spent where we don't know where it's going to. We need to stop this. And so they wanted to new legislation, the audit of the Pentagon. Sorry, I'm, I'm just going to quote it. The new legislation, the audit of the, the Pentagon Act of 2021 would require any component of the Defense Department that fails to pass a clean audit to forfeit 1% of its budget back to the Treasury to be applied to the against the federal deficit. So it's saying, hey, if you can't have a clean audit, then we're going to start taking some of that money back and putting that towards the deficit. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. I mean, I mean I'm, not, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree that with that. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with that one bit. You know, I, I shared this story before on the podcast. Um, and we were probably talking about military spending. Um, but there's a company that's called black rifle coffee company founded by veterans. Um, and, uh, that's what they do. They roast coffee and one of the owners got their start. So they're all again, ex military and, uh, got their start and their love for coffee during their tours in, uh, I believe it was in Iraq and Afghanistan, um, mm-hmm. but fell in love with coffee. The, the One of the gentlemen used to roast coffee uh, using a Hummer. He like uh, modified a part of the Humvee and turned it into a roasting apparatus for his coffee. Um, after he really fell in love with coffee, he was able to get espresso machines sent out to the desert where he was fighting. You're talking about like, I think what he had said was like, you know, like a $30,000 machine, which is not unheard of. I mean, espresso machines, they've gone up in price, but I mean, right now they probably run anywhere from like, you know, six or seven grand on the low end and they go up to probably, you know, fifty-five, $60,000 on the high end. Um, and he was able to get these espresso machines sent out to the desert as part of the military budget. So they were able to... Um, you know, not necessarily expense it, but use, you know, taxpayer to, taxpayers' dollars to get the espresso machine. Now, in my mind, like, as a, as a coffee person, like, I was like, oh, man, that's freaking awesome. Like, I can't imagine, like, that machine and working with it and blah, 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 blah. But then I was like, wait a second, no, like, I paid for that espresso machine. You know what I mean? And, and, and like, yeah. yes, obviously, like, I want our military um, uh, troops to, to be well taken care of, but is that like a necessity? Cause that's to me, that sounds like more of like a, like a splurge. Um, it, it's absolutely absurd. Like what they're able to spend money on now. That's something like goofy. Um, but you know what I mean? A majority of this money is it's, it's going into the hands of like Lockheed Martin and Raytheon, um, oh, tons. Boeing, all that kind of stuff. Like, and, and they have, they have <laughs> a massive amount of lobbyists. Oh yes, right? yeah. So these these lobbyists, you know, approach these senators and representatives, or you know, a president elect, and say, "Hey, we'll contribute to your campaign if this." You know, we they know the legislation before some of even the Congress people know, like what's coming down the pipeline. They're that good. A lot of times, they're former representatives or or senators themselves that go oh, into yeah. the lobby game. 
or or aides of the you know administrations right right? and so when when they're lobbying they have these like if then type situations if this happens then you pay us like with you know passing a a particular legislation or you're going to raise the budget And, and and another problem is is you know, similar to like how corporations run, massive corporations that make billions of dollars. What ends up happening is you have these budgets set out at the beginning of the year and you've got to spend it to say, to get the same budget right, the next right, year. Right. And that is a big problem. There's no reward for saying, Hey, we came in under budget, right? There's no kickback or saying, they'll give hey, you, they'll just give you great. This is great. You came in 20, 20, you know, you do this jet program, you came in $20 million under budget. Here's a bonus for all of you. Great. Um, we'll take the rest, put it elsewhere, or you know, save it for next year, whatever the case is. There's no incentive to come in under budget. So then it becomes this, how fast can we spend it so we get it again? And then it looks like, hey, we really need this. And then the needs do come, right? So there is a need to replenish some of the resources we've given away to Ukraine. So now we have to raise the budget further. Right. Instead of saying, hey, we were really frugal. Now we're going to arm our friends and we can just maintain the same budget as last year. Like we were really good about it over the last three years. We came in under budget. We passed the audits. Everything's hunky-dory. Yeah. I mean, you and I have talked about the idea of you know, there, there's monopolies over like certain planes and certain like whatever. And so the company controls the price and we have to pay it. And without that, that com- competition in the marketplace, you, you, when you monopolize it, you control it and the American government is going to pay it. And they don't ever negotiate and say, ah, you know, a billion dollars is a little much. We can do 500 million. No, it's like, oh no, we'll just add it to the budget for next time. And, yeah. you know, reading through that article you know about the the sanders proposal sanders grassley lee and uh the guy from oregon um they during these audits they came across an entire warehouse of airplane parts that hadn't been used in a decade they didn't even know it was there so now they're just spending money and throwing shit in the closet right yeah that's what they're doing they're doing what everyone does before guests come over. I don't know where to put this. Just shove it in a closet that no one's going to see. That's how the Pentagon is being run. And financially, that doesn't make sense. If you saw any company running this way, the investors would shut it down immediately. A a board, uh, an executive, they would shut that shit down and get it squared away. But because the investors in this is a bunch of taxpayers that don't have the ability to shut it down or don't realize that this is even happening. They don't have the, the insights to, to make the change. And they're more worried about, Oh, is Roe v. Wade getting overturned or whatever? Or they don't care about the fact that all of their tax dollars, their politicians are just doing shit and saying shit to get their vote and then going and doing this and patting their, Oh pockets. yeah. They're pulling a real George. I, I, they're pulling I, I, a real yeah. George Santos. <laughs> I, I just the fact that they have done five audits is gross. But then to have failed all five audits and then asked for more money 
what the fuck are the politicians doing? Whatever they want. It's the way it's always been. They're just doing whatever, whatever they want, Brian. You know what I mean? Speaking of which, too, I want to bring this up, too, because I just remembered after I said they're, they're doing a real George Santos. Um, they are actually going to be introducing legislation. It's the Santos legislation, and it's basically, or the Santos rule. Um, and so they're going to try to be, uh, or they're going to try to um, make it like an off automatic forfeiture of your position if you lie to get in. That's interesting. I wonder. I wonder what they would constitute as a lie. Yeah. Like what? It's it's such a subjective thing. Like yeah. Like how big of a lie? Right. Is it is it any lie? Like if you lie at right, all, which right. I'm for, like don't lie at all. Yeah. But it would be interesting to see. Like, is it a financial lie? Is it a marital lie? Is yeah. It, maybe it's just like you know, maybe it's percentage based. Like what percent of what you say is a lie? If, and if, he's if, setting if the bar. Lie. He's setting the bar real low, dude. Like, oh, oh, you, oh, I can, I can lie. You know, eighty-two percent of the time. All right, cool. If if you can pass an audit of lies better than the Pentagon can of its assets at sixty-one percent, you're good. If you're <laughs> below the sixty-one percent threshold, you're good. <laughs> that's all it takes. <laughs> I, I would be. You know, I'm interested. I think that's a great proposal. It, it it's really going to come come down to the actual legislative terminology and, and framing that happens with that certainly, because I think certainly. that's how it should be. And I think it, 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 I wish it could be retroactive. So oh, yeah. the Supreme court would be held to such a standard. Ooh, um, you know, okay. I, okay. You know, this is, this is something I've, I've argued about with people and, and like arguing about, you know, wokeness or cancel culture, this, that, and the other thing. And I think people need to start being more alert. And that's a whole Certainly. different thing. Oh, argument. yeah. But just as like accountability is is happening. And like that's the thing about cancel culture. Like there's no such thing as cancel culture. There's accountability. The moment Kevin Hart apologized for saying, you know, being a bigot on his Twitter five years ago, he got to go back and start making blockbuster hits again. If you are accountable and you own your shit, you aren't canceled. And it should be the same thing in politics. If you're not owning your shit, get the fuck out. We need to get people in here who are going to represent the people and do it the right way. Yeah. Well, goddamn. Poke the bear. Are you happy? Always. I'm a happy guy, Bray. You are the happy guy. You are the happy guy. Yeah. Hard not to be happy when I'm spending time with you. Did we get it all in in time or did we go over? No, we did. We're, we, we hit an hour. Dang. Really quickly too. Time flies. I thought it was like thirty-five minutes. I'm like, oh shit. Like, yeah. No. Time. I want to keep going, and then I was like, oh, am I just losing track of time like usual? Yes, I lost track of time. Oh, like dude, usual. always. Well, it's again, it's easy. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? No, I mean, I think we we got through uh, as soon as we had gotten through just talking about uh, Speaker of the House, we were already like close to that thirty-minute mark. Damn. You know, and I, I didn't even get a chance to say thanks. You know, I, I posted, I sent you that picture of the security check. Oh, uh, yeah, that yeah, you yeah. Based, like the recapture, I'm not a robot. Yeah, it yeah. Said, Which one of these are speakers? And it was like all these subwoofers and speakers. And then there were two pictures of McCarthy and you don't check those. Yeah. Um, I posted that on our on our uh, Mad Lids Facebook page. Yeah. And got a bunch of interactions. So thanks, Jason and Mark and um, I think John. 
uh, a couple others uh, interacted with it and I got to interact with them uh, on the Madlib side of things, not just yeah. my own personal page. So thanks for interacting with that. It's always exciting. I think, you know, those types of things um, help build our audience and, and our audience is growing faster than ever, uh, according to Kevin's metrics. Not my metrics. So, it's 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 uh, um, anchors. But yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, anchor. Thanks, um, anchor. So thanks to, to those that interact and, and obviously some of you who are listening are continuing to go out there and say, Hey, check out this podcast. Uh, two guys talking politics and they like to have some fun with it and explain some shit and, and um, uh, bring a little levity to it. At least Kevin does. So um, thanks for continuing to spread that and, you know, grow our YouTube page and <clears throat> follow us on Spotify or Apple podcasts or Google or Amazon audible all these different things we're we're super thankful yeah yeah brian and i are going to do a whole uh we're him and i are going to do some talking here we're going to figure out uh we want we definitely want more listener engagement um you know we are we're, we're always welcome or always welcoming new new subjects you know we want to know what you guys want to hear us talk about so uh don't be shy hit us up facebook yeah. instagram um uh, Snapchats. We're, we're the talking heads, yeah. right? But it, it's just as much your podcast as it is ours. Like, this is the community. We're, we're thankful to have so many in it. Um, hundreds of listeners on a given day, like, that tune in to listen to us. And we're, we're so thankful for you. Yeah, it's huge. Um, it's and huge. so we just want you to feel like you're a part of it even more. Yeah. Um, so if you have topics you want to talk about, and it does not have to be politics or news. If you want to say, like, relationships or, you know, family matters or whatever. You need to settle a debate with your friend. Um, whatever the case is, uh, shoot it our way and we'll talk about it. Um, we've done it in the past and it's it, usually led to some of our, our favorite episodes. So I'm yeah. happy to do that. Yeah. Brian, it's just such a pleasure spending this evening with you. It's always a pleasure with you, Kev. All right. All right. On that note. Do good, be great. Just break out.